Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bolt Brock. And well, 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 look who's back with us on PHNX Cardinals. The GM, Saul Bookman, decided to grace us with his presence today. I did. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. You know, well, first of all, like truth be told, the only reason why I'm here is because Johnny said he needed some help carrying the show on Sunday. <laughs> and so I figured, you know what? I'll go ahead and jump on one show in advance just to you know, help you out. He jumped on this bandwagon like many Cardinals. Came back <laughs> to the Arizona Cardinals bandwagon after last Sunday in Bull Brock. We've got a hell of a matchup to preview today. Yeah, we do. Maybe that's why Saul's back on here. He's feeling the he's feeling the Arizona Cardinals after six horrible quarters. We all have bad receipts that we don't want brought back up. But I know Saul. Mm-hmm. I saw you on Twitter the other day. Yeah. You're one of us. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals completely redeemed themselves. They had that uh, resiliency that we didn't know was there. Yep. And now they're staring down one and one in division that's gridlocked at one and one with the Rams team that I'm going to say right now, not to bury the lead. Very beatable. You think I, so? I mean, honestly, like the only reason I came back is because I need redemption myself. <laughs> yes. Because the last time I covered an NFL game with you guys, it did not go so hot. No. To these same Rams. Yes. So uh, it's time to turn that fucking frown upside down. Let's go. <laughs> we were at SoFi Stadium for the blowout that was the playoff game, the no show, if you will. The Cardinals have an opportunity to revenge a little bit against Matthew Stafford and company. And unlike the first two weeks of the NFL season, they are getting healthy. The opposing team, that being the LA Rams, are not. They've got a ton of injuries. We're going to talk about those injuries here in a little bit. But Bo Brock, some new faces for the Cardinals are set to debut this weekend, most notably Trayvon Mullen. Yeah, I mean, this wouldn't be the biggest move for the other 31 franchises, but how thin the Cardinals have been at the cornerback position and who they've deployed at the cornerback position through two games. You know, Jace Whitaker last week, Isaiah Simmons primarily in the slot and opener, the disaster against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is huge to get a guy who can actually play at an NFL level as a starting caliber cornerback back in the lineup, and if Trayvon Mullen can play outside, that moves you, means you move Byron Murphy back inside where he's more well-suited to play. I think that you're in a good spot, you know, to all hands on deck cover a guy like Cooper Cup who's such an absolute just wagon at the wide receiver position. So what do you make of Byron Murphy's efforts last week against Devontae Adams, and, and can he duplicate that? Byron Murphy, friend of the show, by the way. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, listen, Byron Murphy is is an elite inside cornerback. He just he's always been like that in the slot. Now, when you put him outside, that's when the question marks start to arise. And I mean, if anybody surprised us last week, it definitely was him and how he really managed Devontae Adams as best he could. Uh, you're never going to shut down Devontae Adams completely, but uh, Byron Murphy did as, as admirable a job as you could ever hope. And I hope that continues this week. I don't know how many times he's going to be matched up on Cooper Cup. Um, they move him out, uh, around very, very much all over the formations. I, I'm hoping for the best, but you know, I'm not expecting anything. I think of anything. It's more the guy that's throwing the Cooper Cup that I think gives the vulnerability to the Rams right now. And Matt Stafford is noodle arm central. Yeah, it's great because he's got more (laughs) interceptions than touchdowns to begin the season. And you think about the Arizona Cardinal pass rush. It hasn't gotten home quite yet. One sack through two games. That coming from J.J. Watt, of course, last week. But 
you know, surely but surely you get Marcus Golden coming back at outside linebacker, his third week since coming back from injury. Zach Allen, if you've seen any of the advanced metrics and the clips from last week, the breakdown was borderline unblockable in the second half against the Raiders. I feel really good. It's it's crazy to say this because of how the season started. I feel better about the defense this weekend than I do the offense. I think the defense will do just enough to keep you in the game, to slow them down, that being the L.A. Rams. I think you're going to get some turnovers from Stafford. My concern is offensively, the Cardinals missing receivers. Rondell Moore now is confirmed out, Bo Brock. What does this mean for the second-year player, and when could we potentially see him again? Man, I mean, as far as what Cliff Kingsbury told us, right? And you have to take with a grain of salt because he's not—he's—he's he's kind of a rascal, right? He doesn't tell us the truth ever. It feels like it's one way to go about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, rascal. Yeah, he's a rascal, right? You, you try to—you can't take anything he says at face value. Don't, I, just I'm listen sorry. here. So, I mean, I think—is this 1965? <laughs> uh oh, Dobbs in the chat. U of A Saul shouldn't be uh, speaking football. First you, of all, U of A's wow. doing pretty well this first year. First of huh? all, listen, uh, I'm going. <laughs> to assume you belong to that train wreck of a school called ASU <laughs> and your lack of a head football coach and your football program and complete deterioration. It's not our fault we used to have a drunk for a head coach that got replaced and had nobody on the field. But guess what? That ain't the case anymore. So suck it. Bowl game this year for U of A. I'm oh, predicting yeah. it right wow. now. Uh, uh, Jeremy hot takes like that on Sunday's tailgate. That's true. Right. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reported today, we've got the tweet here, Rondell Moore could be a couple more weeks out again. We assume that on Sunday already. Hoping to get him back, quote, sometime in the next three weeks. Damn. So he's progressing, but it could miss even more time. So that's way longer, Bo Brock, than if you would have put him on IR, uh, just missing the four weeks. But they're trying to just keep their head above water and not use one of those, blow one of those IR designated for return. Right. You get eight of them. You get the NFI list and the IR. You can get eight guys to come back, and we've seen the Arizona Cardinals at the end of the season. All I mean, injuries are inevitable, so you want to hold on to those things. And as in a position of depth for the Arizona Cardinals, you've got that at wide receiver. And Rondell Moore, they figured that they can kind of keep their head above water with him on the sidelines. I haven't seen him out there as far as you know practicing. He's been on the side each and every practice, just kind of working with trainers. Nothing serious, just kind of walking around. We haven't seen him run, so. So Rondell Moore, yeah, no true signs as far as him getting back on the playing field, but there is one little saving grace, and it's Greg Dortch. Greg Dortch is playing probably better than any of the wide receivers right now for the Arizona Cardinals. That includes Hollywood Brown, who's still getting up to speed with this offense. Greg Dortch leads the team in receptions, yards, tied for total touchdowns. He's a He's been real solid in the return game, and against this defense... I think that Greg Dorch can continue his hot start to the season. It sucks that Rondell's not out there because I think that it would help take this offense to the next level and continue to trend off of its you know, second-half performance last week. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, the Arizona Cardinals just need to uh, move forward with who's available. Rondell continues to not be one of those guys. So what do you make of this whole dynamic between Dorch and Rondell Moore, and what do you even do with Rondell when he comes back? I mean, dude, it's it's no different. The NFL is a is a is a doggy dog league, yeah. and if you are injury prone, you leave yourself open to get your roster spot taken. And I think that's exactly what's happened. Mm. Dorch has been fantastic, and he's been every bit the part that we hoped that Rondell would be, mm-hmm. except for the fact that Rondell never plays. And, and at some point. He's he's behind the eight ball and he moves down the depth chart because he's never available. Yeah. You got to play the guys that are going to be there and you, that, the guys that you could absolutely rely on. So uh, Greg Dortch right now, in my estimation, if Rondell Moore even comes back, uh, he, he, Greg Dortch is ahead of him on the depth chart. Yeah. And honestly, it's been so long since we've seen Rondell Moore play yeah. in a meaningful football game. I don't even know what the hell to, to expect from him anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I know everybody. I feel like right now. Rondell Moore is way more hype and potential than he is reality. Yeah. That's and a, and yeah. you got to go with Dorch. Yeah. yeah Wally Pipped. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we joked about that when the season started. It may very well happen. And, and the frustrating part with Rondell, too, is you, you cannot count on a guy who gets all the first team reps in practice, then gets hurt. Because then that doesn't put others in positions to be successful. And to your point, like, Dorch has moved ahead of him, in my opinion, and hopefully the team's estimation, that if Rondell is back 100% and he's like, Coach Cliff Kingsbury, I'm ready to play, it's like, hey, man, you're you're fifth and sixth on the depth mm-hmm. chart. You're playing special teams. Uh, we cannot count on you because we've got this kid undrafted 
who, by the way, was banged up during training camp, played through it, and is on pace right now. I mean, shit, man, he's on pace to to, to break Christian Kirk's numbers well, from last year. I don't year. even think you could trust Rondell Moore in, on special teams as much as you can trust Greg Dortch. I mean, remember a couple blips, especially the Packers oh, game no, that stands out to me as far as Rondell Moore. I mean, Greg Dortch has been reliable. He's been healthy. He's been available. Everything you want from a player, that's been Greg Dortch. It would be a complete just disservice to him, disrespectful move to him if he loses anything with Rondell Moore coming. It's going to have to come off of somebody else's snaps, not Greg Dortch. Well, it's going to be specialty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Rondell Moore provides you some explosion. Um, he's He's got that, that down-the-field ability, but if you're Cliff Kingsbury, and, and listen, you've largely tried to make Rondell Moore a, spe- a, a special asset anyway yeah. by these stupid-ass dump-off screens that are five yards behind the line of scrimmage yep. where you know we, we, he was just not able to get a lot of uh, wiggle room to get, to get out into space and really do something special. We saw flashes of his excellence last year against the 49ers. That sideline catch, we'll never forget that. That was phenomenal. Yep. But... Uh, I, at this point, he's a specialty player. I wouldn't even put him on special teams because Greg Dortch is so good on special teams. That's right. Like so, I, I would just use him as special circumstances, things that you know you want to try and fool the defense with because he does still have that prowess about him. It's it's the 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 fear of the unknown. Yeah. So if you send him in motion, the defense is gonna be like, hey, that's that guy. That's pretty fucking fast. Mm-hmm. You can do some special things allegedly, or that I saw in practice or heard about guys talking about in practice, but I never saw in reality, but we'll go ahead and believe the hype for right now. Yeah, Jordan P. in the chat says, <laughs> Rondell was looking like a star in camp, right. according to a lot of people. I love Dorch, but Rondell is still a special, special player. And we get that. Like, it's different than saying, like, Andy Isabella is also a second-round pick, like Rondell Moore, but one of the... Like Rondell Moore, when he's healthy, is a very effective NFL player, unlike Andy Isabella. The problem with Rondell is... <laughs> Oh, is you get, you got to be available to play. The best ability is availability, right? And so I mean, we can we can harp on it all day long, but like there have been plenty of receivers, Bo Brock, in the history of the NFL that just can't stay healthy. And you see the like Sammy Watkins, for instance, has bounced around teams. He just can't stay healthy. Doesn't mean he's not a great player when he is healthy. So I, he's an albatross right now. I do think that goodness, we've we've talked about this at nauseum. The Cardinals can overcome. These short-term injuries at receiver, and then you get back Hollywood, or excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore and Antoine Wesley, and just all allow them to cook in their own specific roles. And then you've got Greg Dorch, who's established, and Hollywood Brown. I mean, it'll be a robust group of riches come November and December football. Yeah, an embarrassment of riches. But to add a little bit more context, is like this was a team, you know, Rondell Moore allegedly. Well, this is according to his coach, Cliff Kingsbury, was texting his coach about his role. Yeah. And how he was unhappy at the end of the last season. It's like now you just got to shut up. Now yeah. you just got to be available. And and that role that they carved out for you, and they wanted you to be special this year. Like that's 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 gone. Yeah. That's the thing in the past. Now you just have to come and fit in. Like you have to go out there and make plays in order to kind of get more plays down the line. I mean, I think that ship has sailed at this point for Rondell Moore just because of this injury. And you know, I'm not gonna kill the guy for getting injured. I mean, right. you pull a hamstring and that's just unfortunate. But you know, it's just frustrating and it might be more indictment on the general manager for going out there and tabbing him in a second round pick for a guy that the last, you know, fully healthy season he had was 2018 freshman year at Purdue. Let's go from one polarizing draft pick to another. Let's flip it on the defensive side of the ball. Isaiah Simmons, after the breakout, what, fourth quarter overtime matchup against the Raiders, I'm anxious to see what the former eighth overall pick is going to do this Sunday against the L.A. Rams. Bo Brock, you had a chance to speak with Isaiah today. (laughs) If you had to guess what position he plays Sunday Mm -hmm. and how many snaps, what would you say? I would say he's going to play... Over 70% of the snaps. You think so? I, I think he's going to be out there. He's I not going to be benched. I, I believe he was benched for the first half, and then we saw him two to three downs each and every series after that and into overtime where he made the big play. I think he's going to he, – he learned his lesson. The team feels that he athletically – What was the lesson? Can you, can you explain The that? lesson was uh, – <laughs> He's in, in timeout. There's a couple, right? The team – bit off more than they could chew as far as his role, the green dot, that was too much for him, right? Yeah. And then as far as just getting abused, sure, he wasn't put in a position to be successful, but I'm sure there were some issues where he just wasn't in the right place at the right time. He was making mistakes mentally and out there on the field. So I think that, you know, they were trying to teach him a harsh lesson. I don't agree with it. There's no reason that he should be off the field and, and Nick Vigil's on it. 
So I think that they're going to try to go with the best defense they have, and Isaiah Zemmons is part of that. Bro, that's but, why he's such a goddamn liability right now. You have to put vigil in over him because you can't trust him. I think that's, that's on the coaching staff. That's such a bad move. Are you blaming Isaiah or Vance Joseph? Oh, I'm blaming Isaiah a million percent, oh, no. dude. Oh, no. Yes. Dude, Isaiah, you've had so many opportunities to show who the fuck you're about. I remember you getting torched in week one against Travis Kelsey. Like, you're supposed to be like this supreme athlete that could do multiple <laughs> positions and you couldn't even stay within 10 yards of Travis Kelsey like bro no I'm not even trying to hear it anymore I was on the Isaiah Simmons bandwagon I'm a big fan I was a big fan of Isaiah Simmons I thought okay this is the type of versatility especially after year one with Cliff when every tight end in the history of the NFL was torching the Cardinals yeah, 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 yeah. that's why they went with Isaiah Simmons because they needed a hybrid that could cover the tight ends and possibly cover some slots here and there and then Isaiah Simmons jumps in, and he doesn't know his ass from a hole in the head. So it, I don't even know what the hell you it, can expect from Isaiah Simmons you, anymore. It's getting lonely. It's getting cold on the Isaiah Simmons bandwagon. That I'm alone no, no, on no, all no, of a sudden. No. Here's what I want to say. <laughs> I actually, you're, have, you're I, in do, the, I do have a surprise for you later on, though. All okay. right. You're in the minority here. Cards Twitter, I would say 85%, 90% feel like it is 100% on this team misuse of him. That they feel like Isaiah Simmons, and you know what? I, I tend to say I agree with them. If Isaiah Simmons left tomorrow and he went to another team with a proven defensive coach that says, Isaiah Simmons, you do this the, at, at the highest level. We're going to put you in this position. You, you don't have to learn 20. I, I think he would succeed. I think he has been kind of a victim of his own success at Clemson, frankly, because he played so many positions. He rushed the passer. He covered. He could play inside linebacker. That the Cardinals thought, well, does that translate to the NFL? Well, shit, when has that ever translated to the NFL? It's a it's a Kime problem, a Cliff problem, an advanced problem. And I'm putting ownership on Simmons too. Like supposedly they're they're a little bit concerned that maybe he not that he doesn't love football, but there were some comments from Cliff Kingsbury, Bo Brock, earlier in the week that suggested like he's got to study harder. But is he does he need to study harder because he's got to learn 10 positions? Yeah. Or is he just does he not love football? I wa I watched him walk into the stadium last week and he had a shirt. With himself on it, so read into that what you will. Like I, I don't mind that kind of swagger, but that's just an interesting choice. But to me, it's just like. Didn't you wear a shirt with, your, with yourself on it? No, nah, I think other people do that. Other people wear me <laughs> on their shirt. I'm no, sure I don't did. think I've ever done like that the whole, before. You know, the whole, eh. If you, if, if I, I just feel like this season right now, I think the defense is predicated on Isaiah Simmons succeeding for them to succeed. I don't think this defense succeeds in 2022 and helps this team get to the postseason without Isaiah Simmons' help. I don't think you can cast him aside and play these journeyman linebackers that you have. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm over Nick Vigil seeing playing time. He's terrible. I, it's it, it, uh, a liability. Isaiah Simmons is still an upgrade over Nick Vigil. What was the quote from Cliff this week about Isaiah Simmons? How He's given us whiplash. Yeah. Right? And, uh, I mean, that that's an indictment on, on his week one performance. But I think, you know, the 15 snaps that he played. Cliff and, had whip, whiplash it, against Andy Reid. Can we say <laughs> that, too? Like, Cliff, come on now. But I, I think this team understands that he's a playmaker. He's not a guy that's going to be your your leader out there. He's not your green dot guy. But he's, he's, a, he's a guy where your defense is better with him on the field. I, I get the, the perspective that, um, you know, that, that Vance should be doing things more productively to put Isaiah Simmons in better positions, right? I totally get that argument. Yeah. And I know why Cardinals Twitter feels like that or the Cardinals chat feels like that. However, oh, no. comma, oh, no. when you were the eighth overall draft pick and you come in with all these variable skill sets and you don't amount to shit on Sundays, I don't give a shit what Vance Joseph is doing. At some point, you got to make a play. You got to take over. You got to take over. You got to make a play somehow, some way. Okay, and like you know, I, I, like Jalen Blair, who I love, uh, he he was talking about you know, well, they were putting him in press against Ju Juju and um, Travis Kelsey in Week One. Okay, Juju, I get. Like he's just he's faster, he's quicker. Like you're not going to be able to see an him. NFL wide receiver. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. But but Kelsey for for year uh, year three 
hybrid linebacker like Isaiah Simmons, I who's supposed to be able to to cover a variety of different positions. I know Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. I get that. But you got to be at least somewhere in the same ballpark as him, and you can't be on another stratosphere. Well, you can't at least, at least do the Derwin James thing. I mean, if you're going to get beat in coverage, just body slam his ass. Right? Hit, hit the shit out of him. Do something. I agree, and I think that's where the frustrations was with this organization, at least week one with Isaiah Simmons and why he saw very little playing time. Now, as far as him kind of taking his medicine a little bit, he did say today, hey, look, I understand. Like, he got into it a little bit with our he, own Howard Balzer. Howard I have Bal- to mention that. He Howard Balzer with PHNX. Howard Balzer asked him a, a question, you know, essentially asking, you know, is it something you maybe not – um, grasping the playbook, and, and I'm paraphrasing there. That wasn't the complete quote, but Isaiah Simmons took exception to it. He's like, are you saying I don't know the plays? It's on our PHNX yeah. Cardinals Twitter account. Um, and? and? And Isaiah Simmons said, no, that's not the issue. I do know the playbook. But here, here's the point I was – here's another quote from Isaiah Simmons. He just knows now that he's not going to see the playing field unless he's out there making plays and being in the right spot at the right time. And that – He's going to have to prove unequivocally to this coaching staff that he is the guy out there. I think there he has to make plays in order to stay out there. There's he a perception that. with Cardinal fans, and it's the correct one, that Vance Joseph asked too much of young players to get on the field. If this was Todd Bowles, who plays rookies that succeed, you know, and and they they're allowed to go through their ups and downs, we would have, I think, less patience for Simmons. But because Vance is just so staunchly against playing young players, people are inclined to to, to side with Isaiah Simmons. Bro, like, okay, I get that. But at the same time, like, Todd Bowles ain't walking through that I, Well, no, I get and that. And Todd Bowles is a top three defensive coordinator in the league. I know. I, I, I mean. I just miss Todd. Can I know. I say everybody that? misses Todd. We all miss Todd. Like, mm-hmm. But it's just not going to happen. And. And, and, and Vance Joseph, yes, he has to do. He has to put his players in position uh, strategically to to be able to have the opportunity to make some plays. But what I'm saying is, there has been plenty of opportunities there have. for Isaiah Simmons to make plays. And honestly, Sunday was one of the very few where he actually came through and did it. Yeah, I think with with Vance, the perception which I agree with is that he would rather have vets out there, maybe who are limited, that are in the right position that don't make a play, like Devon Kennard has three sacks in 30 games with the Cardinals. He's in position. He just doesn't produce rather than let's have Maje Sanders or Cameron Thomas in there. They might blow an assignment, and it's obvious, but then the next play they might force yeah. a fumble. They I might mean, get a sack, and that's the problem with fans. Right Vance now. is like he'd rather have the old steady Toyota Tercel because he knows <laughs> it's going to get him from point A to point B, and he's going to leave his fucking Porsche in his garage because the, the it's too gas money's too Maybe much. Maybe not a Porsche. Maybe like, uh, yeah. what is it, like a sexy mid-tier car that... How dare you? No, Isaiah Simmons, as far as the skill set, is a Porsche. He is a Porsche. No, no, he's a Porsche with a freaking Yugo engine. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what you know. What you go. I'm not a car guy. I don't know. <laughs> Way back in can the I, day. Can I? Can I? Because I see it in the chat, and, and we see it every day now. I, and I've had people hit my hit me up in the DMs as far as Slide this team, this team's philosophy with rookies. And I just think people need another. Defensively. Un, what, no, 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 no. As no. a team, organizationally, oh, you think so? organizationally, I think it's time for people to understand. And come April, May, draft season. Watch our draft show still. I'm gonna as a precursor to what Bo's about to say. <laughs> Still pay attention when we do stuff in April. You can fall in love with the draft prospect and envision what they're gonna do for this organization, but now it's like a, a George Bush like fool me once, you know, shame on you, <laughs> fool me twice, don't get fooled again, like that bullshit. Fool me, can't. Get it's fooled like again. fool me sixteen times. Like th- this organization doesn't play rookies. They're just not gonna not five offense, snaps not defense from their top three picks this year. Five snaps they, in two games. Two last game. One from your top rookie Trey McBride. Uh, it's just who, who unfortunately got but, called out. The wrong person got called out on Twitter. It wasn't him getting blown up by a, on a block. But no, that guy look, deleted the tweet. That it, there, there's there's not like a. It's not Steve Kime. It's not. Cliff Kingsbury, it's not Van Joseph. It's it's collectively, they do not envision their draft class in year one making an impact. And it, we, it's it's different than the other thirty one or, organizations in the league. It's completely different. I don't I don't agree with it. 
But that's the philosophy. And that's why we all applauded when they traded for Hollywood Brown because we know Hollywood Brown's a proven commodity. He's going to play this year, and he's playing this Sunday. And right now you can bet on Hollywood Brown's over-under on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can bet on anything, damn near everything. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, I made, your boy made $200 off a sweet parlay last weekend. Also had Kyler Murray anytime touchdown paid out well. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Step up, same game parlays. Right now, every leg you add can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why not? Why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on step up, same game parlays once per day, all season long. This is not something that expires. You can do this throughout the entire season. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I have to tell you, Saul Bookman, before I go on, before I get yelled at, uh, DraftKings pick of the week this week is Raiders minus two at Tennessee. Uh, I think the Raiders bounce back. Is that a pair of 0-2 teams? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Raiders are better than they... The Raiders, they're fine. Tennessee's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Tennessee doesn't have anybody to throw it. Yeah, they're done. Tennessee's done. Play Malik. Uh, I, I, gotta, I gotta go back to this real quick. I know we got more ads to read and, and all that fun shit, but um, <laughs> rookies. Yeah. Uh, you guys are talking about uh, overall as an organization, they don't play rookies enough. Because they suck. Mm-hmm. Like, they've not been good. Like like Jalen Blair said in the chat, um, uh, Rondell Moore got plenty of playing time until he was made out of glass last year. Uh, Kyler got handed the keys to the fucking Well, Kyler's the exception. One. Kyler, it's a quarterback. Sure. Trey yeah. McBride can't see the field. I wonder why. Trey McBride is better than Steven Anderson. You shut your mouth right now. <laughs> now, hold on. He's, he's hey, better dude, than Max Williams listen, right first now. First of all, first of all, you're talking to the wrong guy. If you think <laughs> I'm going to bash Trey McBride because I've been on the Trey McBride That's, train since the first time I set my he's, eyes. He's a McBride or die. Yes, I am McBride or die for sure. So, um, but clearly he's not doing the things that he needs to do to get on the field as well. That. Right? I don't like hearing that. That's not true. <laughs> Tell me that's not true, Bo. I, I, I think the bigger question is, is it, is it the coaching or is it the scouting? Because one of those two is way off. Look at the 2019 class, though. I mean, Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, Kyler Murray, all those guys making big impacts. But unfortunately, it's your four. It's just taking too long to develop these guys. We talked about this earlier on an audio podcast. You can get PHNX Cardinals subscribed now. The Cardinals have no sense of urgency with their rookies, and it's going to burn them. It already burned them with Hassan Reddick, where he finally popped for them, but they didn't have a, a fifth-year option, and they let him leave, and he's a good player elsewhere. They might That but, might... Oh, that You know who made him pop, though? Man's shows. Oh! Hi, here's what I'm look saying. Look at that! Okay, well... <laughs> Here's the problem. <laughs> Byron Murphy and Zach Allen are free agents in the spring. They didn't play a lot their first couple of years. I, I'm concerned Byron's that, not going anywhere. well, Byron's not I don't want anywhere. them to play their best football elsewhere. Why are that? Why? Like, year two is supposed to be your pop year. Like, you're supposed to get a bunch of playing time year one, and you start to, you're improving, you're improving. Year two, you're popping. And we're Colorado not, we're, not State, we're dropping here. We're not Colorado popping. State is one of the worst college football teams right now. And he had, They're unwatchable. He had what, 1,100 yards at Colorado State, yeah. and kept them competitive He's last the season. Award winner. Yeah. I think that you know Trey McBride, given in some sort of role at the NFL level, would be successful. He saw one snap, one snap in two pro games. It's but my guy was injured like in the preseason. He's, too. He's fine. He's good. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> Doctor Johnny over here. He's good. He's got a clean bill of health. <laughs> Uh, but he's out for personal reasons on uh, Thursday practice. He was back today. Look, Ding Dong, Herm is gone. Arizona State, they've got a big game tomorrow. Woo! Go cheer on the Sun Devils. Hang out with the PHNX Sun Devils us, crew man. at Four Peaks. That's right, the official PHNX tailgate. That's uh, Arizona versus Arizona State, sorry, Saul, versus Utah. This deal is fucking This is unreal. By the way. You're like, you, you kind of get taken back by the sticker price, 50 bucks, but listen to what you get here. You get chicken wings, nachos, pizza, barbecue grilled chicken sandwich. That's all part of this loaded buffet. Plus, you get two Four Peaks beers. You get a free ride to the stadium. Plus, our PHNX Sun Devil guys, they're going to be hanging out there playing Cornhole, Jenga, Connect Four. They suck at all those games. You're going to get a couple dubs before you see the Sun Devils compete against the Utes under the interim head coach. They're going to have that little boost there. Cool. It's going to be an awesome game to watch. And the first 15 people who 
sign up, they're going to receive a ticket to the game, a PHNX membership. The next 15 people after that sign up, but they'll receive that PHNX membership. I'm not even an ASU fan. Yeah. Okay? Obviously, I'm not because I went to U of A. But, like, it's about going to a game, hanging out, watching football, and having a great fucking time. Like, that's what this is about. I Can I just say this? I'm going to be straight up with everybody. I have to pick up Panera on the way home for my family in Maricopa because <laughs> I'm in Phoenix right now, and that's a mandate. It's going to cost me 50 flipping dollars to buy Panera tonight. That deal for $50 is hands down better than the trash Panera I'm going to eat tonight for dinner. Way better. It's because they, they don't have Panera in Maricopa. That's, that's, that's true. We have, a, we have a Denny's and an IHOP, so we get, get, what you can, get what you pay for. But listen, that is the best deal we've ever done at PHNX. I'm not on ASU. I have no ties to that university outside of my sister-in-law who just got into ASU law. What's up, Olivia? Congratulations. Um, go get that ticket. Get those tickets now. It's fantastic. $150 value for 50 bucks. Check the link in the show notes and uh, sign up. If you're drinking that delicious nectar that is Four Peaks beer like we're enjoying right now, you got the hazy salt. I've got the well. You've got the pumpkin I'm porter. I'm done. I chugged it. Yeah. You guys missed it, though. This is the reason for the season right it. there. It's the pumpkin <laughs> porter. you got to be 21 years or older. Enjoy responsibly. All right. Let's get into this Rams team. We've talked a lot about this Arizona Cardinals team. We've got our predictions coming up, but it's interesting. you got Brian Allen out. That's your starting center. This is their third offensive line combination that they're playing in three games. Yes. Van Jefferson, who was an up-and-comer two years in, and Sean Jefferson is the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver coach. He made some big plays. We knew that he went in celebrate his Super Bowl win by having his first his first kid, right? David Long's out. Troy uh, Hill, who gives Kyler Murray nightmares. He had a pick six against him a couple of years ago. A ton of guys out of this game already for the Rams. Might just be the right recipe for the Arizona Cardinals to get a win at home for the first time in a long time. Shout out to the Super Chat Office Max, my boy, $1.49. Super sticker, a hamburger. Well, I wish I could buy a hamburger with a dollar forty-nine, <laughs> but you can probably get a, a hamburger four piece tomorrow. Hanging out, uh, you are right, Bo Brock. This L.A. Rams team, dare I say, Saul Bookman, vulnerable. Uh, the Cardinals, not sure if you guys knew this or not, haven't beaten the Rams at State Farm Stadium in eight years. Twenty fourteen, back when they were in St. Louis, was that Obama? Yes. Oh God, that yes. was a long that was before, time ago. That was a long time yeah, ago. It was Obama? That was. <laughs> That was Damn. Bruce. That was Bruce Aaron's second year. The Cardinals made the playoffs that year. In that game, I believe they they lost Carson Palmer or maybe Drew Stanton. Yeah, it was Carson Palmer. They lost Carson towards Palmer towards ACL. They had two defensive touchdowns that day. Antonio Cromartie and Patrick Peterson both scored because, of course, they did. It's the last time in 2014. They've never beaten Sean McVay at State Farm Stadium. Does that change this weekend? Yes, a million percent. Fuck it yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think... The defense for the Rams is the defense. Like they, they've got some dudes that are still there. Obviously, the the notable ones and mm-hmm. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But um, I'm looking more on their offense. It's really the week versus the week. It's their offense versus our defense. Who's going to step up? And based off of the Ra- Raiders game last week, the good vibes, how everybody's feeling. I feel like um, somewhere in the middle of that second half, things started to click. And dudes really started to play with their hair on fire, and I think that's going to carry over this week. That That's why I have the cards. When you mortgage the future to win a Super Bowl, at some point you have to pay that mortgage. We've been saying that, though, since no, McVay's no, no, no. been Now, there. like, when you look at how depleted this roster is, outside of, you know, Stafford, who had elbow surgery in the offseason, Cooper Cup, of course, Aaron Donald, and, and Jalen Ramsey, like, there's really nothing else to this roster. There isn't. And I don't think I'm shortchanging anybody. You know, Allen Robinson had a touchdown last week, but he's still having trouble just getting open on every each and every route. It, it's, it's, a, it's a decent spot for the Arizona Cardinals to really buck this narrative that they can't win at home and they can't beat McVay and the Rams at home. Who scares you for this team outside of the usual suspects like Donald and Ramsey and Cup? Is there anybody on this team right now that you would say, like, that's a matchup problem for the for the Cardinals? Maybe the tight end? You, you can't let Cam Akers get right. You can't let like that he back. Like he did in the playoffs yeah, and I, run over Buda Baker. I mean, that was that was disastrous. I mean, that was that was a he was unstoppable that game. I don't know what happened to that player, but he's not the same guy. Uh, so I think that you can't let their running game, which is set second to dead last in the NFL, I think it's just under 59 yards a clip per game. It, it's just... 
you can't let them get right because when they do, Sean McVay is lethal as a play caller. Hey, so, congratulations real quick, Saul. Pick and spreads, four ninety nine Super Chat. Let me scout for the Cardinals. I have a football scouting internship for Iowa Western, <laughs> which is top three JUCO in the country. Let me cook. Congratulations on your internship. Thank you for the Super Chat, my friend. Uh, I was going to say Tyler Higby could be a problem, but um, listen – <laughs> they got they got Isaiah Simmons. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, honestly, that's where I was going. Like, listen, this is the Isaiah Simmons game. If Tyler Higby, God help us all, has a hundred yards receiving, I'm torching Isaiah Simmons on Sunday. Saul's gonna be on the post game show. By the way, he's he's gonna be here, ready to open up a can of whoop ass on Isaiah Simmons, potentially, or to kiss his ass. Hopefully. Well, I'm not gonna kiss his ass. I'm like, oh, finally, you showed up. <laughs> I would do exactly what you would do to Andy Isabella if he had a good game. I don't even know uh, what that I mean, There's a better chance of Isaiah Simmons having a good <laughs> game than Andy. Uh, here's what scares me. The interior pressure has always gotten to Kyler against the L.A. Rams. Cliff Kingsbury getting cute. Right now, the Cardinals do not have the horses offensively at the receiver position to run and gun, to play you know, 10 personnel. Where they won last year, they went into L.A. and they ran the football. They have James Conner. Daryl Henders or um, uh, Daryl Williams, Kyler Murray's legs, which were unbelievable last week. The defense has to hold up their end of the bargain because I really do believe, Bo, we've talked about it in nauseum, that this team wants to run the football. You have to make this ugly. You can run right at Aaron Donald. You can run right out of 100-year-old Bobby Wagner. <laughs> Where this team will get in trouble, like every other flipping matchup against this Rams team, is if you throw on first down and you throw on second down and you get into third and long and you let Donald tee off. That's the only thing that scares me right now. Ramsey is sus when it's not zone <laughs> defense. He's a sus boy. Yeah, he's a sus boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last week last week was a fluke. Cool, you got an interception. You also got torched a couple times. Like just like the week. Drake before. London. Yes. Also, uh when we're talking about the Rams as a whole, like I truly believe when you're talking about Aaron Donald on the defensive line. He's a madman. Yeah, you got some. You got a psycho on the on the mm -hmm. offensive line right now. Yeah. And Will Hernandez, mm -hmm. and I know like the New York fans are all about hating on some Will Hernandez. Will yeah. Hernandez would literally fight Aaron Donald just as much as Aaron Donald would fight yeah. Will Hernandez. And you need that kind of you need that kind of bravado out there. And so I actually feel pretty good about the the Cardinals offensive line right okay. now. Um, but I, I think we have some sleepers, and I know we have some picks coming up, so I won't spoil it, but I think the running game is going to be a big part of Sunday. Yeah, and it looks like James Conner is going to play, and I think that's going to be a good thing. You want to get Conner going. I mean, you were able to see his two backups really find success in the second half against the Raiders. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love Will Hernandez. I talked to him today. He's pumped up for this game. You can see he's riding the momentum of, of being reunited with his uh, his college coach, Sean Cougar, the offensive lineman or offensive line coach for the Cardinals. you got to like the interior of this offensive line for the first time in a long time. Justin Pugh came back and was so important to this offensive line last week. Rodney Hudson seems like he's getting more and more comfortable knocking the rust off. It's it's a good it's actually a good matchup for the Arizona Cardinals if you can kind of just limit AD not make him not let him become a game wrecker you're fine if he can, he can make a play but as long as he's not out there looking like he did in the second half against the Bengals or in that wild card game against the Cardinals you're fine I, and I feel better about this matchup knowing that Cliff Kingsbury has beaten McVeigh at least one time he went into Los Angeles last year. And beat him straight up in a game that was lopsided. Uh, I love some of these comments about Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez is from Chico Town. He'll fight anyone. Will Hernandez has an 80.2 pass blocking grade uh, with a 66 overall. Listen, he's been great. Uh, I think, you know, not to brag, a lot of us on this podcast thought he was going to be a good fit here. And a lot of people freaked out. What are they doing? What's that signing? That's awful. Listen, the Giant fans, it's amazing what blocking for Kyler Murray will do as opposed to somebody like Dirt Jan Daniel Jones in New York. So... Reunited with his <laughs> offensive line coach, Sean Kugler, back in where he's uh, he grew up in Las Vegas, spent a lot of time in Mexico City and Arizona. So if it wasn't going to work for Will Hernandez it, here, it wouldn't probably have worked anywhere. So Cardinals, you know, they don't always bat, you know, a thousand in free agency, but I think they made a hit on this one. I'm not, I'm not going to call like him Dennis Rodman to Michael Jordan. Like you have to have a guy that's who's kind of who's, who's going to back you up. Who, who's, right. hold, I think it's more like the 76ers. So I see you. He he's Allen I Kyler's Allen Iverson, and then you got more like an enforcer. We don't go. We down don't talk low. Jason Whitlock. Who's gonna on this scrap? 
who's going to scrap on behalf of your guy who's taking too many hits. He's and an I enforcer. Think, yeah, he's an enforcer. I talked to him. You know, Aaron Donald's got a mean streak. I asked, uh, I asked Wilfred Hernandez, you obviously have a, a mean streak. What do you expect? You think things are going to get chippy? He wouldn't. He said you can't like predict how that's going to go. But listen, if he wants to cheap shot him after the whistle, like I'm not going to hate that <laughs> because that's what Donald lives off of. Easy wants to know, Saul. You've been on vacation for a month. Where have you been? <laughs> a month. Lots of vacations. Since March. Yeah. We're fucking working here. <laughs> Busting my head behind the scenes. Helping man. us get these sweet, sweet sponsorships. And one of the best right now is Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season. It's Underdog Fantasy and their fantastic pick'em game. We're not going to talk about week one, Saul, taking down the victory with Underdog with myself, Bo, and Shano. But all you got to do is just look for your favorite or least favorite players. Stats, and you pick between two to five for your pick'em. Think they're gonna, we didn't do that in week two. Yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> think about when they'll end up with a higher or lower stat total in this week's matchup. And get this, if you get all the picks right, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can search in the App Store, click in the show notes, sign up with the promo code PHNX, and guess what? Underdog Fantasy is going to double your first deposit up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100. Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today, Bo Brock. If you see us right now, you see us sitting in these unbelievably comfy chairs for more furniture. If you watch the video at phnx underscore sports on instagram or any social media feed of us celebrating the arizona cardinals winning in overtime going crazy in our lounge area you'll see all the incredible furniture there from more furniture get in on their fall sale right now at morefurniture.com that's m-o-r furniture.com hanging out here phnx sports in studio we got a big game on tap Let's start to get into these predictions. Prediction time. Let's go. Saul Bookman, you are the guest on this show, the guest of honor. Yeah, I'm going to allow you to go is. first with Let's your go. prediction, All my right. guy. Yeah, so uh, my uh, week three prediction. Wow. I have a pretty big day for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I think not only are they going to beat the Rams, but they're going to destroy the Rams. I think the Rams are going to have trouble when they get into the red zone. Thus, the reason why I think they're going to kick three field goals. And uh, and only score 16 points. And I think the Cardinals are going to put some points up on the board. I really believe in the on the offense, and I think the defense will do just enough to keep the the Rams at bay. So 34-16. It's led by Eno Benjamin. Wow. I think offensively they're going to run the ball, and I think uh, Eno Benjamin is going to be a big part of that. And then defensively. I've been on his ass all day, baby. <laughs> but Isaiah Simmons. Look at that sweet, sweet face. Isaiah Simmons. He better fucking wake up, dude. <laughs> he better wake we up. We need you, Isaiah. Come on. He's going to have, um, I'm not going to say a breakout game, but I do think he will have one play in the first half that will set the tone for the rest of the game, whether that be a pick or a big hit or a sack or whatever. And then uh, my unsung player, is of course the one, the only Greg Dorch. Light the door, Dorch train. I think he's going to have a, a, a big game offensively. Bo Brock, before we get to your predictions, I want everybody to like this show right now. Smash it right underneath. <laughs> Helps share this video out because, you know, it's the only place, the premier Cardinal podcast, if you will. Bo Brock, so Bookman's going with a blowout. What say you? I'm going a little tighter than that, but I like it. I've got the Arizona Cardinals in a squeaker. 24-20, taking down the Rams at home, bucking that trend, actually winning for the first time since October 24th at State Farm Stadium, the first time since the Obama administration in 2014. The wows are kicking in from four peaks here. <laughs> I like Zach Ertz. I think that this is a team that you want to just kind of move the move the chains a little bit. He's probably your best possession receiver. I liked what I saw, 11 targets in the last game. I think Zach Ertz, get him going, old steady at the tight end position. This is going to be a game that's going to be won with the defensive secondary. Matthew Stafford prone to the interceptions. Byron Murphy is going to be playing inside a couple plays, a couple snaps. I like Byron Murphy to parlay his big play from to end the game last week into a big performance this week. And then Tavon, Trayvon Mullen is my unsung player. I don't it's in street clothes. I don't think he look, he's he's gonna play. Cliff says he expects him to play. I couldn't find anything else. He hasn't played for the Cardinal. He's making his debut on Sunday. Cliff doesn't know what kind of type of snap load he's going to play, but I think a mix potentially but between, he is playing. between Trayvon Mullen and maybe Jace Whitaker, just being out there, helping out, uh, just all hands on deck against Cooper Cup. If you can facilitate Cup, keep him to you know anywhere between 60 to 100 yards and not just become this this absolute just wagon that he is, triple crown winner, uh, 
I think the Arizona Cardinals can win this one. I, I think they get up maybe 24 to 10, and then the Rams rally back, but they hold them off at the end of the day. It's cute because on the show last week, both Frank and Bo predicted the Cardinals to lose Frank in embarrassing fashion to Why the Raiders. That to me? Only me, wow. your boy, Johnny Venerable, picked this team to win, so I'm the only person you can trust theoretically <laughs> on this show. Here are you my also predictions. Win week one. Here are my get out of here. Here are my predictions. <laughs> Cardinals are going to win 26 to 23. They're going to break the streak, as my co-hosts have mentioned. Darrell Williams kicked a lot of ass in the second half against the Raiders. I think all the backs are going to play. Darrell Williams, though, showed me, let's get some read option. Let's get those slow-ass defensive backs, linebackers for the L.A. Rams in space, and let's go to town. I want to see Kyler Murray pitching the ball to Darrell Williams again. He's got a big physical presence about him. He can play in pass protection. I think he scores a couple touchdowns. James Conner is going to be used, but sparingly. Darrell Williams is brought in for this very reason. And on the flip side, Zach Allen right now, What's inarguably it's going, going on in his pictures the og's kicking in there with zach allen he is a man possessed in that photo <laughs> through two weeks he's the best defensive player for the arizona cardinals you love to see it homegrown out of uh boston college third round pick boston. first pick of the boston college i think he gets home i think he gets two sacks this week i think he kicks all kinds of ass for that journeyman backup ass practice squad player at center the rams are going to trot out with no <laughs> brian allen this week the unsung player Isaiah Simmons. I'm going to predict right now. I'm going to double down on what Saul said. I'm going to go even a step further. Pick six for Isaiah Simmons. Ooh. He's going to snatch a ball out of the air toward the end of the game, and he's going to look like that good unicorn that we all thought he could be when the Cardinals drafted him. The Cardinals are going to put this game away in the fourth. It's going to be a tight one. McVay is a crafty SOB, but the Cardinals are going to win. They're going to put the game away in the fourth, but you only got him winning by three. Yeah, well, they're going to put the game away in the fourth. Like, do, do they go up and then the Rams like just score, score meaningless? Touchdown. You'll have to watch the game to see what happens, <laughs> I guess. And then you're going to need to tune into the PHNX Cardinals post game show immediately following the game. I want to remind everybody not only can you check us out on YouTube, but check out our website, gophnx.com. Become a member. Just under 60 bucks for the entire year is going to cop you a free PHNX locker t shirt. And we have the best here on the Cardinals podcast. We got two right now. Bo Brock, what's this shirt called? That is the uh, Baby Yoda Red celebration. Zen, Red, Red Zen. Zen. Yeah, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. It's you dope. That is, at the end of the day, photo. what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, we're we're going to get that. That's going to be my T-shirt everyday T-shirt. This one is the second best Hollywood sign on Camelback Mountain. Doesn't get any better than that. Look at that. It's beautiful. You need both of those shirts if you're a Cardinals fan. Both PHNX both Locker. Com. Here's what else you need. COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody. They're free. Go get one right now. Five and older. Come party with us throughout the duration of the season, including this weekend at the Lola for the tailgate, 9 a.m. But go get your vaccine. Those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. And there it is. This Sunday, we'll be there. Bo Brock, Saul Bookman, Johnny Venerable, Shane Diefenbach, the whole gang. We're going to be partying with our friends. Bergang Travel Club at the Lola. It's 10 bucks. Come hang out. Games, giveaways, what have you. So I, I listen. If you've been <laughs> oh. there, If you've been there before... Thank you. If you've never been there before, you need to come out. It's 10 bucks. You come in. Hell, you could be part of our wing eating contest for a prize. Ooh. Uh, we're giving away some Byron Murphy signed footballs. I love wings. Uh, we got uh, And we got a wing eating contest. And not only do we have a wing eating contest, folks. I want to be serious with you guys real okay. quick. Wow. This wing eating contest is for all the marbles. So everybody that gets a raffle ticket that comes through that door, they got to place a bet on one of the people that is going to be in this wing eating contest, and whoever places their bet in the bucket of the winner, they all get a prize. So it's like, it's 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 a bunch of rooting and hollering and shots and just a whole bunch of deals. You look really serious right now. I'm excited to go. I wish it was right now. I wish I didn't have to go to Panera and I could say go to the Lola right now. <laughs> you want to go to the Lola? You, you want to get a couple good nights rest, and the only way to do that, oh, our man. friends over at OG's Brands are hooking you up. They're doing something totally, totally different. They're going to change the game, what they're doing. They just launched their brand new Sleep Edition gummy that won't, uh, you don't want to sleep on these. Yes, they heard us right. OG's is now flavoring dreams. Along with flavoring life, they're flavoring dreams. Two to one THC to CBN ratio gummy. You don't have to go to weed college to figure out what that means. CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And this Sleep Edition gummy is their best tasting gummy as well. It's Aquaberry. 
It's unbelievable. You talk about orange cream circle, Aquaberry, you got that for the sleep edition gummy. We highly recommend you check out OG's online, OG's brands, O-G-E-E-Z brands.com online and on Instagram. Follow them for more updates on all their products coming out. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You've got to be 21 years or older. I've had it twice. I've taken it They're back so to back good. nights. Um, I've only taken half a gummy because mm-hmm. I'm just going to sleep. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I don't hear shit. Wow. Yeah. I'm There's dead to the world. The sleep, I kid you not, It's it helps you stay asleep, helps you fall asleep, and it's genuinely like one of the best sleeps. I took it last night. Slept like a baby. We're now, trying to put the Rams to sleep this weekend. I mean, <laughs> working. With, I work with them and the entire training camp <laughs> process for the Cardinals. I've never heard anybody with a more fucked up sleep schedule. So if it's actually, <laughs> if it is helping her, it can help anybody. He's not wrong. <laughs> All right, we gave you final predictions. Right now, here's something special. I want to talk to everybody right now in the chat. You at home, YouTube audience, megaphone audience, Spotify, whatever. We hate the LA Rams yeah. here. We hate. despise we despise these these motherfuckers. Right? <laughs> they came into our backyard in the <laughs> NFC West, tried to take over. Bull Brock, what's your least favorite thing about McVay's LA Rams? The fans. I mean, it's got to be their fans. The they, bandwagon. They're not even real fans. Did you see that like ex- pathetic excuse for like a pep rally before the Super Bowl, where like two people showed up? It was embarrassing, and they lo- they beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. That's got to be the most embarrassing win in a Super Bowl over our generation's worst team of all time, the Bengals. Do you mm-hmm. even count that? Yeah, you do. Jamar, <laughs> well, the Bay, I hate Zach Taylor because they blew that game in the fourth quarter. But, Saul, what's your uh, least favorite thing about the L.A. Rams? I mean, I do hate the Fairweather fans yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, it's just absurd. But, honestly, it's it's more the fact that it's just L.A. in yeah. general. Like, mm-hmm. they think that they should win everything. They they think they deserve the best of everything. And uh, they always think they're getting the next great player, no matter what, to come their way. And it's just it's absurd. I didn't like being around them last year at the playoff game. Obviously, it was even worse when we were getting blown out, but it's just just a bunch of awful people. It's terrible, and it's it's terrible that the league's bent over backwards for them. Like, you know, I'm from the Midwest. Uh, I lived close to St. Louis my entire life. They did that city dirty, and then they moved to tell yeah. L.A., and they're just rolling out the red carpet. Goodell wanted that to happen. It's gross. I feel bad for the fans in St. Louis. Those are good people. L.A. people are not real people. They're not Conky good people. blackmailed the NFL, basically, to take the team to L.A. Correct. And now they, they don't even operate with a salary cap. Listen, I would love nothing more, gentlemen, for the Cardinals finally to put a whoop whooping I, on the L.A. I Rams want this, this to I, One of my favorite quotes of all time was Bruce Arians when he said, "Here we are. They beat him on Thursday night football. Yes. And it was a it was a bloodbath of a game yeah. in St. Louis, and he was just like, you guys were talking about, you know, the top tier defense, blah blah blah, and you know, you guys missed out on the top tier defense. That's what that we're the top tier defense. Mm-hmm. Here you are covering this team, a team that's always eight and eight, mm-hmm. and uh, you could have been covering the best team. Can we get and, Jeff yeah, Fisher I, I back to LA, please? Can we get Sean McVay out of the NFC, out of the NFC West, but?" Listen, we got a chance to make a big statement. The Arizona Cardinals do this Sunday. You want to tune in to PHNX, PHNX Cardinals Live, immediately following the conclusion of Rams at Cardinals. Bo Brock's going to be there. Aren't you doing halftime? And I, well, if it's up to you. I asked you if I could Let's do a halftime. Let's do it. I will be doing a halftime show, hopefully of a bludgeoning, of a bloodbath. <laughs> Come join us for the halftime show, already. the postgame show. Myself, Saul Bookman, Bo Brock, live from State Farm Stadium. In the meantime, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to see you at the Lola on Sunday. Be there. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great weekend.